0: Hello, Gaston County. Welcome to episode number 61. That's correct. Episode number 61 of Gaston's Great, a podcast highlighting some of the great things happening in and around Gaston County. I'm your host, Stephen Long, and we are coming to you once again from the worldwide headquarters of GSM Services as we look forward to having some great discussions in the coming weeks and months. We simply believe in discussing more of the reasons why Gaston's Great. We are highlighting another great organization today and have Leah Hedgepath excuse me, Leah, with us today. Leah is the executive director of the Dallas High Shoals Christian Ministry. Leah, it's great to have you on and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You are very welcome. So as usual, we're going to get right to it and this first question kind of you know, we'll kind of go through the bulk of, of much of what we want to talk about. But tell us about yourself, the organization, you know, the mission, just anything you want to share, again, about yourself and and the organization, your role at the organization, and just, you know, have at it.
1: All right. Well, I have been volunteering with this organization, the Dallas Christian Ministry, for Um <laughs> In 1986, when it was started, right. um, it started as a Christmas program, and... There was just an obvious need in our community that we just needed more, to do more. And my great-grandmother was the first executive director. Your great-grandmother. My my great-grandmother.
0: Wow, okay, that's quite a connection.
1: Yes, and so after she did it and was the executive director until she passed, my grandmother took over (laughs) after her. When she passed, my mom took over, and this coming year will be my fifth year with the Dallas Ministry as executive director. So it's kind of um, that been might
0: my be path. A, that might be a family what you <laughs> right. would call a family affair. Yes,
1: which you know, growing up, I'm, I'm a Gasson County, born and raised, and yeah. I always knew in my heart like I was going to help people. I never planned on taking the ministry over <laughs> ever. My education is in counseling and psychology, um, so I always knew that. Some way I would help, okay. um, but when my mother took over as executive director, her health just started declining, and I stepped in on the role, and it was just like clear as day, like, okay, here it is. This is where you're supposed to be, and it's been my life for a very long time now. I am a mother of a three-and-a-half-year-old, brilliant, special needs kid. Okay, um, He's just the light of my life. Um, so when I'm not at the ministry, I'm working with him, doing therapies with him. Okay. Um. And so pretty much my life just consists of helping and and being a great mother. That's pretty much what it is. All
0: right. Well, very good. So can you share specifically? I mean, I you know if you've been involved with the community around here at all, I mean, a lot of people I'm sure have heard of the Dallas Christian Mission. I'm going to shorten right. the the title yeah. a little bit for while we while we're talking, but they might not know the specific mission of the organization. So what is the mission? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Or just specifically, I mean, we can go to the website and read it because I I, I did that myself. Uh, But kind of just from your own words, kind of share what is it the mission and what what are you guys trying to accomplish?
1: So our mission is to help people, period. Okay. Um, Gaston County residents are our main focus, of course. Um, But anyone that comes to our facility and they have a need, we're going to try to meet that need. Um, we focus financially on Dallas, Alexis, Stanley, and High Shoals. Okay. So anyone that would need assistance with any kind of medication assistance or utility bill assistance, they would need to live in those areas. But food-wise, we cover the whole county.
0: Okay. So... Um you kind of sh- shared a good story of how you ended up there. Can you mm-hmm. so specifically? You mentioned it was uh, started as a Christmas, I guess, program. Right. Is that the best best way to describe that?
1: Yes, it. I think it was called White Christmas. Okay, and it was just a group of people that got together to start helping kids at Christmas time, and it was just so evident that these families needed more than just Christmas help. They needed help with their groceries. They needed financial assistance. They needed guidance. And that's when um, the ministers of the Dallas churches got together and said, okay, well, instead of having the separate pantries in the churches, let's just have one big pantry <laughs> that we all donate to, and everyone in the area can go there. And that's how it started.
0: So going back from the beginning to now, so 1986 to now, right. I guess, see, I would have been maybe a 10th grader uh, here at Ashbrook High School a long time ago. Was that before you were born? 86?
1: Yeah, 88. Yeah, mm. I was born in 88,
0: too. Oh. Ah. Yeah. So you were born the year I graduated high school. <laughs> wow. So talk about some of the initiatives, um, Some of, maybe some of the specifics. Are you um, maybe the day in the life, you know, of, of Dallas Christian Men. Just kind of right. give our listeners a feel for, you know, what are the specific things that, that you guys are, are doing?
1: Okay. So we have seven different programs that we run. We have our food pantry, which is um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9 to 12, we distribute food. It's a drive-through, so they can just drive up, give a little bit of information, and we put the food in the car. They don't even have to get out of their vehicle. Um, And then we have our medication assistance program, and that covers life-sustaining medications and also medications that they can't afford that they would need, like Tylenol, allergy medication, anything like that. Um, then we have our utility assistance program, um, where we we do, and we've had several people ask, "Do we give people money for their bill?" No, we do not do that. We have accounts with each um, utility company, municipality, that we pay or them. whoever. Yes, okay. yes. Are you paying yes. So them directly? clients never receive any type of money or anything okay. like that from us. Um, and then we have our Hope for the Homeless program. That's one of our newest programs. Our homeless population had increased dramatically especially during covid and they needed a little bit more assistance during that time because they were out in the elements they couldn't just stay home they had no home so they right. were out um so we had to give them a little bit of additional assistance um and it was very just like in our face wow this is a, a, an issue this is a problem so right now we have 16 active homeless clients enrolled in our hope for the homeless program they receive a hot meal once a week They receive blankets and coats and things during the wintertime. Anything they would need for summertime, we have battery-operated fans, things like that for them. Um, Just anything that might make their life easier. While we're also trying to guide them out of homelessness. Um, It's not just, let's give so that they can keep staying there. It's it's trying to help them build a better life. Um, And then we have our CFSP program, which is the lowest-income seniors in Gaston County. We have 145 enrolled in that with a waiting list of 25. Wow. Um, And those are vetted through the Second Harvest Food Bank. So they are, you know, they have the lowest income of all the seniors in Gaston County. So we give them additional support throughout the month and try to give them extra hygiene items, things that they may not be able to afford at the store, um, cleaning supplies, and things like that. Um, and then we have our referral program where we, if we can't help, we're going to find somebody that will, um, and then we have our Christmas program, which is huge and it's fixing to ramp up. I can't believe we're already there. Um, but we help up to 600 kids in Christmas and also special needs clients as well.
0: Okay. All right. So there's a lot in, in about two minutes or two or three minutes. We just covered, um, quite a bit. Yes. of information so a couple of quick 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 questions have you seen I mean we this I probably know the answer to this but I'm asking anyway have you seen just an increase in overall need in the past two and a half years or so since COVID <laughs> started in oh general or
1: yes let me tell you about our first day open for COVID
0: okay. when
1: when it was announced you know everything closed right or closing down They, I had received a phone call from one of our board members that was like, "Okay, are we closing? Are we?" And I'm like, "This is what we're we're a crisis agency. (laughs) This is a crisis. Like, this is what we're made for." Um, And then we got word that most agencies closed, at least for a little bit until they could kind of figure it out. But within 48 hours, I have an incredible team. Let me just say, within 48 hours, we had a plan in place. We were ready. We did not close. One day, we put it out there how we were going to do it, and we walked outside, and they were lying down the street as far as you could see. I mean, wrapped blocks and blocks down. And me and my volunteers, we all just kind of stood out in the parking lot like, oh, my goodness, like, what are we going to do? We were used to serving. Our cap was like 80 families every time we were open. Right now, we can do up to 300. Okay. So, if that shows you how much our food pantry yeah, has so grown. Four, four, times,
0: it's, four times as oh many. Oh, yes.
1: It has just, it's mind-blowing. We actually received an award from Second Harvest Food Bank um, for distributing 1.5 million pounds of food in 2020 and 2021. Okay. From September to September, so one year's time. Wow. One point five million pounds. And we are a tiny building. <laughs> I don't know if you ever went by there. I know
0: I know where it is, yes. Yes. Right. And we always
1: say Trade we street, do, right? Yes. Yep. Right on the main street there. Yep. And we always say like we do mighty things with the very <laughs> small space.
0: So um just kind of a follow up question, are you seeing that um lighten up any or is it is it still pretty much right. the same as that was at the peak or I
1: think it is starting to finally um let up a little bit, you okay. know. There for a while, it was we were serving until we had no food. I mean, the line never ended, um, and it would be three to four hundred families. And now our average is about one hundred and eighty families okay. a day. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it's still a, a, little a bit lot ex- more than yeah. what we're used to, um, but and, a little encouraging maybe to right.
0: some. Yes. Maybe maybe there might might not be quite as much uh, need out there specifically from right. from COVID. Um, you mentioned the, the I have a just follow up question maybe on the senior program. I know with my work with United Way we've seen some data and information about that that sector can be a little underserved. Right. Relative to others. It's got is that kinda and, and you said that one program had a waiting list. Yes, it has so a I'm waiting. So kinda list. have you experienced kind of the same thing with your with your team and organization? Yes,
1: mm, yes very much so. Um, we have several clients that have told us that they just really don't know what they would do if if it wasn't for us being able to provide those extra items.
0: So, you've already shared, you know, again, those good good, good programs and, and kind of, you already shared a few answers to this question, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. But, can you um, think back to your time with the organization, some specific examples, obviously without sharing any specific information, okay. but some success stories or a family or individual that you guys have impacted that you can share um, oh, with yes. our listeners?
1: So we, we actually um, helped a lady came in and she had cancer her uncle was very very sick um, she was helping him financially they were really struggling and we were able to provide groceries for them for about a year um, we helped them um, financial assistance when needed. Um, And she is now an active volunteer giving back with our organization. Um, Her uncle is doing well. Um, (laughs) They no longer need our assistance. They're there serving and giving back. So um, that's one of my favorites um, just because I get to see them at least, you know, throughout the month and see how good they're doing and knowing that they wouldn't have been able to be there if it wasn't for our organization. Um, Also our homeless clients. Um, I know a lot of people don't see it as a success, but I do see their progress and the little steps that, um, that they're making, and right. I've watched quite a few transition from homelessness into having a home. Um, you know, and with our organization too, a lot of times we don't get to see the other side of the story. Once we help, we don't really know how much it impacts and, you know, we'll get little cards in the mail sometimes that just say, you know, we didn't know how we were going to feed our family, Mm. but this is how we did it. And, you know, just by giving that little bit, we have no idea when they pull out of our parking lot, how it really does impact their life. Not just food, but kindness, you know and that's a big thing with our organization is no judgment and being kind always
0: so looking back again it's a similar question but is there something you can think of maybe that you're most proud of accomplishing you know during during the last uh, five <laughs> or six years or you've been involved obviously a lot longer but um, yes. as the as the executive director of the organization but, it, but it, it doesn't have to be just that time it can be any right. any of your time there
1: um you know we had setback, COVID really kind of slapped us in the face and made us really look at how we operated, not just on a day-to-day basis, but our board, how we function. And so um, we have been in the process of working with the consultant and rebranding and working on our board structure. And I think I am most proud of where we are right now. Um, I think that we've grown the most that we have in the last two years And I just, like, when I take a step back and I look at it, it almost makes me emotional. (laughs) Um, Not just because my family ties in it and that this has been something that's been, we've been involved in forever. But it's just to actually see how many people we're helping and to know the difference that we're making. And to be able to go from serving 25 families a week to 180 now a day. Um, You know, and that's families, that's not individuals, that's, that breaks down to a good many people. Um, Last month we served and fed a thousand children. Okay. So just the little things like that, but, but anyway, getting back to what I was saying about our board structure, we're working with GSB um, to restructure our board, and we have, now we never really had goals, if that makes sense. Yeah, and like a strategic we, plan or anything right, like that. Right, we've yeah, always yeah. just been there to help, but now it's like, wow, we're really we're really doing it. So maybe we should have a, a plan. Sure. <laughs> and so now we have our three-year goals, our five-year goals, okay. and um, I'm really excited about the future and. And what we're going to do and what a difference we're going to make in our community. So
0: that wasn't, I didn't prompt that, but that's a perfect segue into (laughs) the next question. So, yeah, looking ahead, what do you, you know, five or ten years down the road, what do you see the organization looking like, accomplishing or just, you know, anything that you'd like to share there?
1: Right. Um, So one of our main things is just reaching more people. Um, we've even noticed on our Facebook post, um, I post a lot on Facebook. I don't know if anybody watches our videos, but, um, there's people all the time that comments like, I didn't know that Dallas had a food pantry. I didn't (laughs) know this existed. And so just reaching the people, not just for donations, because we always need donations, but to reach the people that really may need our assistance that did not know that we were there. Sure. So without
0: having to come to Gastonia or wherever the case may be.
1: Right. Yes. Yes and um you know just like i said moving forward and restructuring our board having those things in place to where you know if another crisis does spring up let's um, hope not but yes (laughs) let's hope not um, but that we're better prepared on what to do and how to serve
0: so um remember this is a a podcast about Gaston County specifically, but we, we've had some of the things we've talked about over the 60 episodes is, is kind of spread out beyond Gaston County, but, um, you know, knowing what you know about Gaston County, the Dallas Christian ministry, you know, why would you say, you know, Gaston County, you've already shared already, you know, the numerous reasons, but maybe, um, why is Gaston County better, you know, because your, your ministry is here? (laughs)
1: Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. During COVID, especially, I was like, maybe we should close the doors. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not cut out for this. I oh, mean, yeah. it was really difficult. But then, when you really take a step back and look at how many people it serves, the organization itself, what it does for the community, just um, just in financial assistance alone, how much it it's, it helps um, the clients. I think it would be detrimental to our county if we sure. closed our doors.
0: Especially that, you know, you mentioned, you know, I guess Dallas Shoals, Stanley and Alexis, right? Right, okay. yes. Okay, so that's a area that, areas um, that may not have anything else specific. Right. Um, unlike, you know, Belmont, Mount Holly, Gastonia, um, already have, may already have some other organizations that are, that are serving. Right. Um, you know, those areas. Yeah, and to your point, you know, um, my experience with community work and with owning a business is it's easy to get caught up in that day-to-day stuff isn't yes. it Yes, it's, it's very it can easy. be it can be harder to really take a step back and, and look at the impact that that you're having so right <laughs>
1: especially when it's a crisis agency it feels like putting out little fires all yeah. the time
0: yeah. well that reminds me when I you know when I, was, when I was researching before today and looking at your website i, I, I was i did specifically see the you know you talking about the three or four things that you guys are kind of focused on what i think i think you worded it as development or uh, it wasn't just, you, and you already mentioned it about your homeless initiatives. It's not just about a handout, right? Okay, so kind of maybe can you kind of what, what what when you when somebody sees it on the website, kind of maybe describe what do you mean by that about just development um, along with? I'm not sure that's the wording that was used, so um, forgive me if I'm I'm not saying that correctly now, but kind of kind of maybe talk about that when, when you. Um, What's the phrase, you know, a hand up as opposed to a handout? Right,
1: know. yes. And so that's the way we look at it. Um, we are non judgmental when they come because we don't know what they're going through. Correct. And, you know, there are clients that we serve every week, um, but we have to look at it um, as we are there to help. But when we really get to talking to these clients and then you find out the why of it, it's not just – giving them something and sending yeah, them on right. their way. It's talking with them, finding out the why. Why are you needing groceries so much? Why are you not able to afford your medication? Why do you need help with your power bill? And then you may find out, well, my wife has cancer and we've been paying all these medical bills. And then you can say, well, let me get you set up and referred to the cancer services. Maybe they're able to help you. Um, it's it's finding out their story and guiding them in the right direction. Right so that you fix the problem and you're not just giving them groceries over and over or paying their power bill every six months because it's time to pay it but that you guide them in the right direction so that when that time comes they're able to pay it themselves
0: so can i ask you know you've mentioned a couple things but how can how what is your primary fundraising and or do you have fundraising events? Um, is are you tied in with other organizations? Is it mostly just donations from benefactors or yes?
1: Right. So we receive multiple grants. Okay. Um, I apply for grants all the time. Um, we are we get, you know, funding from churches and individuals. Um, that's one thing that we are working on is our fundraising. Um, we used to do a big chicken and dumplings dinner, um, okay. but COVID stopped that. Uh, yeah. Um so yeah, we are working on our on our fundraising, but yes, we take donations. We do online donations. Sorry, this thing is falling off my head. Here. Well,
0: you probably we tighten up the top. I think we'll solve that problem.
1: There we go. There you go. There Perfect. We go. Um, so we we do online donations. Um, okay. And people can bring donations, um, not just monetary donations, of yeah. course, but food donations, hygiene donations. Um, we're accepting new items for Christmas. Okay. We have six hundred kids that we're going to have to fill Christmas for. So any donations is. Great. Right.
0: Okay. Very good. So before we move on, is there anything I haven't asked that I should have, anything you'd like to share you know, about the organization before we, we kind of move on to these other questions? Of course, before we finish, we'll make sure that all our listeners know how to get in touch with the organization, um, donate or anything like that. But right. Anything I haven't asked that
1: um, – Not really. I just do want to do a shout-out to my volunteers. I have a group of about 30 volunteers. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Wonderful volunteers could not do it without them. So I just want to say hey to them and um, thank them for all their hard work, too. Well, very good.
0: Yeah, nothing like this can um, can happen and uh, make an impact without uh, either a, a team, uh, volunteers, or whatever the right. case may be. And i if nothing else we've learned in the last 60 episodes of this podcast is that's absolutely what... What happens? So, uh, I appreciate you sharing that. So, we're going to move on. And again, this is a podcast about Gaston County. So, you know, we throw in a few Gaston County related questions right. on every episode. And um, this is really what your your volunteers, your team, your family uh, this is really what they want to know about you if they don't already know this. Okay. okay. And we're going to call <laughs> this. I don't know that we have we had a Dallas based organization on the podcast yet. We're going to call this our Dallas speed round of questions. Oh, okay. okay. This is very serious stuff, so first question, Leah, What is your favorite Tony's ice cream flavor? Grape. Grape. Oh, yeah, that's actually my favorite. That is a more common answer than you, would have, so you would have thought. It is so good. It doesn't seem yeah.
1: like it would be good, uh, but it's so good.
0: And we actually that was one of the ones we had for the taste mm-hmm. test, right? Yeah, when we had the Gas and Business Association on, they actually brought some Tonys, and we actually had a live oh, taste yeah. taste testing it's on them. Really it was good. good. How about favorite local restaurant?
1: Sammies in Dallas.
0: I haven't. You know what? I've been to Sammy's in, in Belmont, but not the one in, Ooh, in Dallas. Oh, you have to go so to the Dallas location. I will definitely have to check that out. Sun Drop or Cheerwine?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Cheerwine.
0: Mm, okay. That's me, too. How about your favorite outdoor activity to do in Gaston County?
1: Um. Well, my little boy loves to swim, so okay. anytime we can be at the pool.
0: <laughs> sweet. Okay, sweet. Very good. All right, this is my question that I ask every episode and, um, because I can. Uh, UNC, Duke, or NC State.
1: Mm, I see your cup, but to be honest, I just want everybody to win. I don't, I don't really have a preference.
0: <laughs> that's a very for our area. That's a very politically correct <laughs> answer, Leah. But we'll we'll accept it. And I appreciate you. You are noticing my NC State. My dad is the, a state fan, so well, he must be a good man. <laughs> what is the, something very few people know about you?
1: Oh, um. That I'm a recovering addict. A lot of people don't know that. It's okay. something that I'm very open about, okay. um, but people don't don't realize that about me because I don't, I mean, of course, I don't broadcast it. Sure. But um, in talking about it, um, it's not anything that I would hide. It is absolutely um, something I never thought I would go through, <laughs> but it has prepared me for this job that I'm in, and mm. so I'm grateful for the time that I had, and I'm so thankful that I was able to get out. And um, show that you know anybody can oh, do yeah. it. I mean, addiction is it does not um, pick and choose. Sure. So, um, yes.
0: Well, well I and appreciate you sharing that. I'm sure there are listeners out there who you might be able to relate to um, some of their circumstances. Right. Where, where others I think might that not be able really to. Really
1: helps me with um, my clients because it isn't just. I, it's not just saying, "Well, I don't judge you," but it's saying. I've been there. I know what you're going through. I know that there are some that um, they choose that lifestyle. I, I know that. Um, but I also know that there's ones that they just would do anything to get out of it. And if you could just be that hand, you just never know how much it really could affect someone's life.
0: Okay, we're well, very good. So um, how about a book or a blog or article that you've read lately or something that you might share with our listeners?
1: Um. Well, I love the book The Arena. I cannot remember the name of the author, but I read it as a young girl, and I've read it several times through my life, and I just absolutely love that book. The Arena. The Arena. Yes.
0: I don't think I'm familiar with that, so we'll have to look that one up and maybe put that in the show notes. Okay. So again, I'm just big on. I'm a big reader, and so I I love that question. To and listen, I've read a lot of the books that have been suggested through our um, through through our episodes. So. Again, um, I appreciate you kind of indulging us on those Gaston County questions. So uh, we're going to finish up here with just a few more questions. Um, So besides Dallas Christian Ministry, Leah, why would you say Gaston County is such a great place?
1: It's home. I mean, that's the only thing I can really say about it. It is home. I don't think I could live anywhere else.
0: Listen, I'm a a, a Gaston County native myself, so uh, I can appreciate that very much. Yes. So knowing what you know now, what um what advice would you give your twenty year old self?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um keep pushing, don't give up. Um I don't know. You know when you have that tug that you're just you're here for a purpose. There is a reason. Right. Um keep going, I guess, listen because to you're it. gonna find your reason. Yeah, yeah.
0: Listen to what you're hearing. Right. Some people I know when I was younger, I, I think I heard sometimes and I didn't want to hear it. Yes, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to, uh, I said that's not what I want to do. So I want to listen to something else. So again, I appreciate uh, greatly that answer to that question. So here's the big one and most kind of most important overall is you know, where can our listeners go to learn more about the organization, donate, uh, volunteer, get involved, just any, right. any, anything and everything you, you'd like to share there.
1: So we have our website, which is um, www.dallaschristianministry.org, um, and then we have our Facebook. I think you can do .com, too. I think it works both ways. Um, But we have our Facebook, and that's where I do most of our uploads. I do lives, um, updates, things like that on our Facebook. Um, We're listed under Dallas Christian Ministry on there. Um, And then they can always come by our organization. Um, We used to tell people all the time, come see what we do. But now, because of COVID, we don't really open our doors except to volunteers. Um, But... You know, if you just sit across the street and watch, <laughs> it would be just, like, mind-blowing at how many people come through there. But um, if anybody wants to volunteer, they can call our organization and set up a time to come fill out a volunteer information sheet or sign up. Um, right now, I have to be limited with my volunteers sure. because of COVID. and uh, But we always need more volunteers, especially around the holiday season.
0: Okay. So. so, you mentioned earlier a bigger Christmas event coming up. Is that something that... What exactly, maybe go in a little more detail about that if you can.
1: So with our Christmas, because that's kind of where we started, yeah. we have always been very focused on our Christmas program um, where we have our the kids that live in Dallas, High Shoals, Stanley or Alexis, okay. they can apply. And we do check with other agencies um, just to make sure. I know a lot of people are like, well, they go to all these different places. But we really try to make sure that we're giving the family the one and only Christmas. Understood, for us. Yep. Um, And we just gather information about them, and we... Pretty much put together a whole Christmas, just like if it was one of our children. That's what we try to do. We try to do uh, one want, one need, one read, kind of like the same way the United Way kind of guides. Um, But we always do well above and beyond that. Um, It's a huge event. We have a three day distribution, um, and like I said, we do six hundred kids and up to like forty special needs.
0: So what if so if somebody out there knew a a family or wanted maybe a child that might could be involved with that. Is that something right. to go on the website and, yes. and get an application, or is that how that works? Yes. Or? So okay.
1: um, we will have a live application go up on um, the 1st of August, October. I can't believe it's already October. Um, so in October, our applications will begin. Okay. Um, and they can also call or come up and get a paper application as well.
0: Okay, Perfect. All right, so before we finish up, any any last words of wisdom or uh, this has really been good? Anything you'd like to, sh- to share before we close this one out?
1: Not that I can think of. It's been really fun.
0: All right. Well, again, I appreciate it. I mean, this is one of those organizations that I've been familiar with, but um, I, I, I knew two or three of the things that you guys did, but I had no idea that you had seven different Programs going right. on, so you know, I think we often think of a crisis agency maybe as a food pantry or right. or uh, financial assistance only for utilities. But as you can see, in like most, not I, sh- I shouldn't say all, but many organizations, there's so many more things you guys are, are doing. So, right. yeah. so again, that's kind of the whole point uh, of why we started this podcast was to bring awareness and and, and recognition to organizations like yourself. So. Uh, again I appreciate greatly your time so as I do every week I'm um, continue to do this I'm about caught up with all the books I've ever read but my book recommendation for this week uh, is really if you're a business owner or especially if you're a Christian business owner there's a great book called The Business Card by Dr. S- Steve Osteff and Peter gosh I'm going to butcher his last name frissel or for I don't mister sorry if I'm Pronouncing that incorrectly, but it it is about how you can um, maybe use your faith more and and have your business a a little more focused on uh, on your Christian faith if that's if that's the direction that you'd like to go. And my quote of the week is um, really focused on Labor Day. We're recording this on the Wednesday after Labor Day, so on September seventh. Even though this is going to be released a couple weeks from from tomorrow. But it's a, this is a quote I use around Labor Day uh, every year, and it's on Opportunity from Thomas Edison who said, Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. So I don't care what I've learned. If I haven't learned anything else in the past 52 years is that um, progress, success requires work, and there's not many ways you can get around that, the work that Leah and – and, and uh, Dallas Christian Ministry is doing requires work. It requires uh, getting your hands dirty sometimes. It it, it requires uh, really being involved. So um, kind of remember that one on on opportunity and and remember uh, the reason for for Labor Day. So to our listeners out there, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. Please spread the word if you can about the podcast, and please don't hesitate to contact us here at our email address, which is podcast at gastonsgreat.com. We're always looking for suggestions for future podcast topics and guests. You can find the podcast and subscribe at the website or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please follow us on all our social media platforms. And apparently, giving us a good rating, a five-star rating, helps the podcast get noticed. And many thanks again to Leah Hedgepath for being our guest today. Gaston's Great is produced and brought to you by Amy Anderson from GSM Services and edited here locally by the Sumner Group. I'm your host, Stephen Long. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and please keep coming back to hear more reasons why Gaston's great.